Welcome back to the SBR Podcast, episode two of Trinity at the Jura. If you haven't already, go have a listen to episode one, where I chat to all the riders before the race about their expectations and throughout the first four stages as to how it went. We're now on to stage five, with only three 22 riders left in the race, Tom Glogue, Ben Healy and Tom Pidcock. Stage five and six are two flat stages, so with Pidcock in pink and a comfortable lead, the job is to stay safe and not lose any time before hitting the mountains on stage seven and eight. Stage five was won by Jonathan Milan from cycling team Friuli. And stage six won by Jordi Moose from SEG Racing Academy. Both stages ended in a bunch sprint and the team came home safely. But let's hear what Ben Healy had to say about the stages. Trasena deve smettere di pedalare. Allora provano Meus e con delle grandi testate. Prova Jonathan Milan al centro gruppo ad uscire. Meus e Milan con Nagy tra di loro, ma non c'è spazio per passare. Ed è Jonathan Milan a conquistare il traguardo di Rosà. Right, so we're um, after two flat stages, stage five and six, um, or relatively flat. Um, how did they go? And um, Sounds sounds like maybe you had two slightly easier days than the than the previous four had been. Yeah, I mean, I'm as good as I can go, really. I mean, still in pink, no time lost. So yeah, it's just been a, a day of like a couple of days of uh, marking out the brakes to start with, making sure like there's no major threats to GC in there, and then uh, just trying to uh, encourage the sprinters teams to to chase the downsides in the race, which is. Uh, Worked out perfectly, really. Yeah, I saw um, yesterday that uh, you had FDJ doing quite a lot of work to bring back the break at the end, and then um, today was that the same? Yeah, so like, yeah, it's a few sprinters team just took a few rides on the front to help ride, and yeah, towards the end, both days, FDJ have uh, yeah put, put the whole team on the front and brought it back straight pretty easily, really. So, obviously, you're six days now into a stage race. What sort of sensation? What sort of sensation in your legs at the moment? Is it is it painful? Is it just sort of um, day after day, you sort of refresh enough to to be able to take on whatever's given to you? Uh, well, I've actually got better to be honest because well after stage four, and like that was obviously a pretty big doubt for for me and Tom looking after other Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, and then these past couple of days, it's like they've not been like real steady like still be pushing on a bit but it's like the cars just well for me it feels like they flushed out the legs and yeah now the feeling pretty good tonight so looking forward to the next two stages yeah no looking looking on to the next two stages it looks pretty um pretty hardcore sort of uh 3500 meters of climbing and 120k pretty much both days um what what are you looking to to get out of them is uh, keep Tom in pink so yeah I think me and me and other Tom will just be like doing a lot of the lot of the same like making make sure there's no one a threat going up the road and yeah just keep keeping the group control to so Tom can do things and hopefully win the race overall yeah it's, it's helpful having the same name for both of them isn't it Tom and other Tom <laughs> shout Tom push on the front no no other Tom <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, I uh, 
I reckon you guys would do a good job. I mean, out the three of you there, three of what looks like some of the strongest riders in the race. So, um, yeah, look, I've got my fingers crossed. You guys can keep it, keep keep you keep Tommy in pink and uh, bring it to the finish. Yeah, cheers. I'm, I'm cheers. pretty confident that we'll, we'll do it, so... <laughs> that's, that's how you gotta be. Con Meus al centro della strada, ma esce Rocchetta prima. Rocchetta con la maglia blu, Meus al centro strada. Meus, Rocchetta, Meus alla fine. You just heard the finish to stage six there with Jordi Meus taking the win. Tom Pickock talked to the media after these last two stages, giving a brief idea of what these days have been like for them. It was, in the end, it, it, I'm glad it came to a bunch sprint, but uh, there are a few moments where it was uh, a little bit uh, sketchy, you know, big groups, the, the bunch splitting and things, but uh, yeah, in the end, it was relatively uh, simple day. Uh, yeah, it was a nice stage, yeah, riding around the lake, and yeah, it was, it was fast and yeah, relatively unstressful. I think you can gauge from that that they enjoyed a couple slightly easier days after some really hard early stages and uh, they're now ready to take on the two two of the hardest stages in the race, stage seven and eight. So news just in that uh, Tom Pickock has taken the stage win and uh, extended his GC lead with it. Um, Tom Gloke rolled in fourth, um, not, not too far behind, having ridden on the front up the final climb and Ben Healy drove it really hard um, earlier on in the stage and also finished right up there so it sounds like they had an amazing amazing day for the team um, let's hear what Tom Gloke has to say about it I'm sure he's buzzing so I'm with Tom now he uh, took fourth on today's stage and supported Tom to his win um, how have the last sort of two days gone? well you know I, I, I thought it would be a bit easier than it was um, I think it's uh, the first time I'm doing a team job so yeah, it's actually been, for me, it's got to be mentally switched on the whole race, which I find quite hard. I quite like to drift towards the back after the start and the break establishes itself, but you really have to stay towards the front. So, well, that's like two days. Two days feels like an eternity now, but two days ago, what stage was that? Um, stage five. Definitely. I, I cannot, to save my life, I cannot remember what happened in that stage. So, we move. <laughs> I actually can't. Oh, that's the sign of a, a cracked man, ladies and gentlemen. I can't, I can't. Yeah, but the thing is, Thomas, you sent me a message this morning saying you, you'd be lucky to make it to, a fi to the finish, and you came in fourth. Well, well, yeah, it didn't really go to plan, did it? So uh, nothing you say from now on is is actually um, very truthful. <laughs> I'm sorry, I actually can't remember that stage. No, no, it's okay. Talk about today. How did how did it how did it finish off? Oh, so it was like we had a climb start. With obviously the classic Italian neutral zone descent, which is always extremely fun. Um, yeah, and straight into a climb. And uh, the climb was like, okay, it was it rode quite hard. Cometa sat in the front and like put a good pace on, and like nothing was allowed to go away. And we came over as one big group, and then it was a massively technical descent and it split to pieces. So it was like a group of 30 of us at the bottom. And it was me, Ben, Tom, all in the group. Um, all of the Axion boys were there. All the Cometa boys were there. And a couple other teams. Um, and second, apparently punctured on that climb. So they were like back. Um, 
they were they were in the big big bunch behind. Um, so there was like that was like twenty k in, and then they we we kind of sat. We didn't drive the pace. Um, I don't think Kurt, Kurt told me in the car not to, not to drive the pace because one we had to climb, but also because it's not really out out of spec for second place um, and puncturing out. I think it's not yeah. it's not the right thing to do to drive that split. Um, but th- there were there were a couple of teams that were really driving it hard, um, but it all came back together at 45k. So it was quite that was quite a stressful start, and then the break had to establish itself. So I was like a further like 15k of attack. Because you can't obviously you couldn't let any of the big teams go actually etc so you kind of have to follow the moves the separate team we call them some Italian Conti team they've got they've got some strong riders yeah I know one of them won the um, won the won stage five I think yeah he was one of them was with me today on the climb they're strong they 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 ride it like a team as well so like you want them to stay in the bunch yeah you kind of have to follow them from from watching some of the um, footage that they have online, uh, there, there is a, a lot, like, it's really, really team riding based. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's different from what we did at VCL, where we didn't ride as a team at all. Um, so, yeah, definitely... If anything, we were, we were trying to beat each other more. Oh, definitely. I, didn't, I definitely didn't want to lose to any of, any of you guys. That would, that would be the worst. <laughs> to anyone with VCL is the worst. But aside from the point, it definitely is a bit... Definitely is some. I think the bigger teams right like a team. You know, like if you're if you're not high on GC or there's no expectation for you to ride as a team, then people don't. You know, but like Axia, um, those teams that I previously mentioned, and us. I think like for example, like when the break established itself today, Axia stuck a guy on the front and Ben. So it was like Ben and Axiom and this Axia guy were just like taking turns, like 200 watts or whatever, and let the break go out to four and a half minutes, I think. You know, literally, and then all the guys sat sat behind. We were sitting like I think like third and fourth in the bunch, me and Tom, um, which is pretty, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Like um, that's been quite fun. Um, sitting makes you feel pretty cool sitting next to the uh, yeah to the leader's jersey. Um, and so yeah, being his bodyguard. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. There was uh, definitely a bit teamwork but without radios it's quite hard it's quite hard to control yeah. some of the crazy Italian teams like that yeah so then we hit the climb I want to say like 90k in or something um, with 28k climb um, but there's a big Jeez. flat middle and um, Axiom well it's kind of like it was a massive there were like four or five lead out like lead out S trains going into the climb you know Axiom um, Cometa Colpac uh, and another team were like all had like trains leading into the climb and then um, Axiom kind of won that battle and they had like five guys on the front and they just drilled it for like the first 7k with their guys and then you, you look behind and there were only like 30 in the group after like I want to say like 6 or 7k of the climb yeah. and then you kind of hit a flat bit and go down and then after that all the actual guys were spent there. Um, and the zebra team took it up for a bit for a couple of k's. <laughs> the zebra team. There, right? The zebra team. That's, that's what they're going as now. Yeah. Um, any of the listeners feel feel free to correct me. Um, but the zebra team shot it for a bit, uh, and then uh, who was it? Oh yeah, and then the te- the guy who's second on GC, they've also got the mountain jersey, and that guy sat on the front, and that's when it really split. Like um, he he sat on the front, and with the guy on second on GC and second wheel. And 
by the time the guard and mount jerseys hung off, there were only five or six of us. Um, I didn't really realise I was I was I was I was pretty swinging, and then he swings off, and I'm like, oh, this is quite hard. I'm behind, and everyone's gone. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is quite a good feeling. Yeah. I go off. If you know me, I go off morale, not power. So <laughs> good morale. So then, and then I was like, oh, I'm good morale, and then so then I sat on the front, and this was like 10k to go. 11k to go I'm not sure yeah um, and we still haven't caught the break the break was like I want to say a minute when I hit the front um, and then I I was on the front pretty much from then until three and a half k to go four k to go and that's when Pickock um, went yeah then Pickock went three and a half k to go we caught the break um, spat some guys spat a couple guys a couple, one got a couple guys on the break sat on um, and Pickock went from flat and only the guy on second on GC even tried to chase him. Uh, I think we, they, we were pretty cooked at that point. Yeah. And then, because it was like 3k flat to the top, so he attacked on the 3.5k to go, it was like, it was flat. So in, in hindsight, it's really impressive that he put 30 seconds into that guy on the flat. Yeah. And 40, 47 seconds to me, and three of us. And I, I didn't feel like we were going that easy. I was staying on. <laughs> obviously, because I'm not chasing to GC or anything. So, yeah, those two go off, and then there's four of us. Uh, I'm just sitting back in the group. Obviously, Tom, Tom Rice is the win, that guy second, and then um, I get out sprinted by uh, an NTT rider for third. So, yeah, fourth, fourth on the day. Yeah, what, what, what does it feel like to get a result like that? Well, I, I don't know. It still hasn't really, like, said, because I've got, I was like, oh, I finished, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so nice. And then I think, oh, sick, I've got tomorrow, you know? Tomorrow looks, tomorrow looks even harder. So, yeah, but you've you've already impressed. Like, if and from now anything anything's a pro. No, t- yeah, Tom. Tom hasn't won yet. <laughs> that's that's the first. That is the first and foremost priority. Like, I, I, look, it's great that I'm, I'm obviously I'm over the moon. I got fourth today. That means a lot to me. But I'm really not here for the results. I'm here for the experience and also to help Tom win. I think. Like at the start, I was a bit like, oh yeah, I kind of, but I didn't, I wasn't coming in like, oh, I'm the top 10 on the stage or whatever, but I wanted to kind of write to myself, but then as I've rode into the stage, like, I've learned so much from Tom and Ben, just two absolute, outstanding quality bike riders, you know, so strong, but also tactically, always at the front of the bunch, always in the right place. Yeah. And, you know, like Tom, Tom, you know, Tom and Ben give me some great pointers, and like, I've really like, felt, fell into that role. Um, I, I, I quite enjoy it and like I'm keen just to you know, get, get going again tomorrow well, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how much legs I have now actually so now wow, they, they, hurt, they hurt quite a lot hmm. uh, which is great but, yeah. you, you always got something in the tank Tommy you always got something I've got I, I go from 100 to 0 very very quickly so. <laughs> yeah whether it's enough to get you up the Motorola I don't know don't be, don't be too surprised. Yeah. Yeah, mate, we'll, we'll see. It's, uh, yeah, obviously it's going to be hot, brutally hard day out. Cause yeah. Because you've got motor rolling, you go down, you've got another 15k climb. Yeah. You know? I but, um, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, once you cross that finish line, you, you can, uh, you can take a few days off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely looking forward to it. <laughs> but, no, being looked after. It's, it's all been a bit of a blur. Like this, the last few weeks have felt, uh, yeah, so it's been very, very fun. It's been team, team fun and team atmosphere. Yeah. So I got looked after. No, you sound like you're buzzing. All right. Well.
good luck tomorrow and um yeah no I, it's you should be really proud of what you did today it's uh like you can see via um twitter and instagram that you're a very much liked rider and um people really people really um respect what you're what you're doing so yeah Guerre è tornato davanti ancora per il controllo assoluto della Trinity Road Racing di Tom Pitcock, Thomas Glog, atleta classe 2001, atleta molto giovane quindi lo scorso anno tra gli juniores con il Velo Club Londra è andato a vincere una tappa al Giro del Galles, è un ragazzo di Carlisle, ma andiamo in cronaca perché arriva Pitcock che parte come un treno, attenzione di nuovo all'attacco della maglia rosa su cui Tom Pitcock, telecamere fisse per lui, va a prendersi la seconda vittoria di tappa in questo Giro Under 23 terza posizione che è comunque qualcosa, Thomas Glog poi bravissimo davvero in quarta piazza You just heard the commentary there from stage 7 with a shout out for VCO in there which is always nice to hear Stage 8 has now finished and of course the main man delivered taking another stage win which is his third now along with the GC um, Ben rode himself into the ground for the team and Tom backed up his performance from yesterday um, stage 7 with a 7th place jumping him up um, and inside the top 15 on GC you can't really have asked for more in the team's first race um, so now we're going to hear from the riders and staff again to hear what they have to say about the race as a whole Thomas Glow you came uh, 7th on, on the last stage and 14th on GC I mean you can't really ask for more on that on that Tougher stage. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny actually because I uh, I crossed the line and I, I thought I was like twentieth. Just because uh, you have no, you kind of lose all sense of uh, of direction on a stage like that. Yeah, we average thirty-one kilometers an hour, so we weren't going anywhere very quickly. Jeez. Um, yeah, I've never done anything like that. Yeah, exactly. 31 kilometers an hour. But I guess it was, um, what, 3,500 meters of climbing and 120k. I mean, you, you must have not had a single, 110, single, 110. 110. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You must have not had a single yeah, bit of flat. Yeah, well, it was the only bit of flat we had. They took us on a bike path. <laughs> you didn't have much to do with that of course no well in, on a stage like that it's every man for himself I think Ben Ben did a really really good team job on that last day yeah like, it was it was neutralised on the descent all the way down so we literally started at the bottom of an 8k climb um, which was obviously a really pivotal part of the race actually um, and we were all three of us were at the front and the last couple k Ben absolutely drilled it up that climb like li lined it out um, and I think like 40 or 50 guys got dropped on the first climb. Jeez. It's pretty crazy if you're 8K, you know, 8K into a stage. Really hard. And I mean, we lined it out and made sure that we were at the front of one of the descent. There, um, people crashed on, so. There weren't actually that many people left in the race, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think, uh, 
obviously this is my first 123 race, but from the sense I get to talking to other people, it hasn't been a typical Giro. You know, in, in what way? In the way that it normally goes. As in, GC didn't settle until quite late into the race, about, about stage seven, I'd say. So until then, I think everyone felt like they had something to race for. Yeah. And like, obviously, the first, those first couple of days, like the second, the, the third day and the first day, didn't look like much on the map, but they were really hard days out. Like in terms of our, and, and with the weather, much, but there were, there were, yeah, exactly, with the weather mentally as well. But in terms of power, they were the same as the mountain stages for me. You know. Yeah. So really, like that's 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 pretty crazy, isn't it? Like you didn't, there wasn't much. I'd say day six was the only real rest day in the whole tour. And I think, you know, by the end, I think obviously that took the heat. I think took a lot of guys out of the game on the first stage just because you don't recover from a stage like that. Yeah. Um, you obviously there's no there is no recovery really when you're racing eight days in a row. So if you go really deep on the first day, a lot of guys never came out of that. I guess it um, it shows it shows how strong our team is because I mean the guys that that uh, got caught out on that first stage like they, they would have been super strong in the in the hills as well and later on in the race they just sort of caught caught the heat stroke a bit and uh, got ill so yeah we would have had a seriously yeah, well, all, seriously mega team all of them are seriously seriously strong riders like you know Ollie Ollie on the hills is well you know. Definitely, definitely would have been the, the last man with Pickcock. Max, Max can do everything. You know, yeah. I don't think I don't. Last year, it wasn't really a race that Max finished outside the top ten. In. <laughs> it just, you just, you look every time you go, oh, there's Max. And obviously, Jax is Jax has got more of experience on his side. Def- and uh, again, like he rode that. He was right every time I looked on the on those first couple stages. He was like right at the front, even though even though clearly like it took a toll on him eventually. He, he got himself up there. I think that's that's definitely a skill I need to learn as well. But no, like all three of them, extremely strong bike riders in in their own right. And uh, yeah, I think it just it just the circumstances just suck because the first race of the year to come into a stage 36 degree stage like that. Yeah. You know, from from UK is like what 18 degree, 19 degree summer. So it's like yeah. all your temperature. Well, yeah. you know, that's a that's quite a big shock to the system. Um, so, uh, yeah, so give me, um, give me a couple of things that sort of stand out to you that you've learnt during these these this last week. A couple of things that I've learnt. Well, the first thing I've learnt is that to, to push over the top of the climbs. So I was always like, oh, I see like five hundred metres gone, I can't go. Oh, okay, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not going to get up from the climb, and I kind of let myself slip back. But you've got to keep you, you. This is not actually leads on to another thing. Is stay mentally focused the whole time. Riding in the Malaga for, for the Malaga Rosa, you have to be at the front or be at least by be able to engage in the race the whole way through. You can't let you know because you can't let any silly moves happen, stupid crashes, splits, or whatever. You've got to be there. So you've got to stay engaged. So those are, those are the two main things I've learned: is stay engaged and push over the top of the climbs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like really focus. Yeah. I think that because like, a, a junior like I kind of just did whatever I wanted and yeah I, the other thing is as well is, is um, something I haven't really done before is wind direction I think when you're yeah. in front that's something you really notice you know and we got quite lucky with the wind direction it was often a like a, a tail or cross tail so that gave us quite a bit you know quite a bit of a benefit 
what 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 um comfortable for people to ride behind it did you did you have anything special like some people ride with the map on their screen like what what sort of stuff do you have on your screen <laughs> uh i just i just rode with distance i think oh okay distance and then when i when i was cracking i just changed to elevation <laughs> Right on the big climbs, I knew like what elevation I had to get to. Yeah. Uh, I try. I tried not to look at power at all because you kind of look down and go, "Oh, this is really hard." And you're doing like 100 watts or something. Else. Yeah, I mean, once you're once once you're late into a stage race, it probably it probably isn't great morale to look at your power just because it's never going to be quite the same as what you know you can do um, when you're fresh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think. Well, I was certainly like looking back on those mountain finishes. On the on the power data, like I was like, not like not like it wasn't obviously like really bad, but it was it, it wasn't like when you're when you're going fresh, you know. I think that would be it'd be doable for for most of that field. So yeah, fatigue resistance is definitely a huge thing. You don't you don't really realise until you kind of afterwards. Yeah, well, as a, as a first year, that's pretty impressive that you were right up there then because you haven't had much experience riding that longer stage race and those longer races. So. Well, I have to say that the uh, Trinity, the Trinity staff made sure I was like massages, fueled well, so like, I had everything around me. You know, like, yeah. I think that's a really big thing, and we, there's something that I think me and you haven't necessarily done so well in the past. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, like, us. And, and, uh, that, that aspect is like it's really good having that looked after. Yeah. For you, um, I remember like remember those uh, regional ambulance thingy, like with crack, like coming into like those large races, you know. Yeah. That's like one day, like four, like ten minute races. Because we'd because we'd be mucking around in between the races, like not <laughs> not really paying much attention to to recovering. Yeah, anyway. and, and I think I think like if you eat like it's weird. Like I think obviously you've got a your training helps massively with fatigue resistance, but I think like if your fresh power is like quite good and then you like feel right, I don't think. I think you can kind of maintain it. I think the fueling aspect, in, in the race, the fueling aspect is so big. Yeah. Like, that's that's massive. And, yeah. and that's something that I think, well, I didn't really get right. Even more the staff that they've got, like, they made sure every, like, every time, like, Tom, you have a recovery shake? I'm like, I'm always like, no, I always forget, you know? Yeah. Recovery shake, pasta, like, just there. And that, that was a, well, that's, that's, definitely a game changer. That's the guys from from Breakaway Belgium. I mean, Zinja and Kurt and stuff really focusing in on yeah. the small things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you've had an amazing week. So, like, of course, it's been a great experience and it's been really good listening to what you have to say. And obviously, you've achieved all the things you, you set out to you, you set out to achieve at the start when we talked before the race. So, yeah, must be happy. Yeah, I think it's, it's weird. Like, you, you finish a race and I don't, I don't know, really. It just feels just feels like business as usual, really. <laughs> back to normal. I, back, back to normal. What what is your what, what's your plans sort of going forward now for the rest of the season? Are there many races you've got? Well, so I'm going back to Spain to guess for Cafe Um amateur team, and I've got Vuelta Valencia in four days, which is a four day stage race. Oof. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how I like to go there. Yeah. I think that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um, well, I I would love it if you ended up going to Izard because then uh, we could both be riding together. Is it Izard or Lizard? Uh, Ronda, 
who knows? Doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. People know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's got yeah, yeah. There's not. There's only two. There's only two. 123 stage races this year, but to be honest, I'll take whatever I can get. Exactly. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not fast. Cool. Anyway. All right. Thank you very much for doing the podcast, Finley. <laughs> it's all right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, pretty special considering the. Uh, pretty special in in in, in every way, really. Uh, Tom becomes the first British rider to win the Baby Giro. Um, considering it's the first road race for Trinity Racing, um, the first road race for Globe, uh, and uh, yeah, incredible to finish as we did. Um, ben Healy was incredibly strong the last couple of days uh, and yeah I think in, uh, in Thomas Globe there's a uh, massive massive uh, potential for his for his future two top tens um, seventh today and uh, 14th on, on GC one of the youngest riders in the race so just uh, just fantastic to uh, to close it out Tom was by far the strongest rider in the race um, so yeah good on him Brilliant, uh, brilliant for the team, brilliant for our sponsors who've stood by us uh, all year. So, yeah, we're just uh, just glad to get it done. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's there's so much work that that has gone into all of this, and you haven't been able to show sort of the hard work that that, that the team's been doing quite as much as we'd want we'd wanted to this year. Yeah, so, you know, and, and and you'll know how frustrating it was when it's when it's all training and no racing and and. You know the preparation going into this was far from ideal. There, there was no racing. There was no camp. And, um, and I think day one, you know, day, day one probably caused a bit of havoc in the team in terms of uh, the temperatures. And, uh, and as a result, um, Max and, and Ollie got sick off the back of that, and uh, we lost Jackson uh, on stage four. But. Um, yeah, it's just incredible to get through the last couple of days with with uh, with Tom, Thomas, and Ben, uh, and and been honest, that probably the, one of the strongest teams in the race. We finished second in uh, team classment, uh, and we're the youngest team in the race. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty special to be honest. I don't think actually any of us have realised it yet, just uh, how how big a performance it was from uh, from Tom and the guys. Yeah, well, thank you very much for chatting. Right, so that's that's the baby Giro done. Um, how are you looking back on those eight days? Yeah, I mean, I think we can look back at it with a, a big proud, really. With, like, to do such, to, to win the thing overall with uh, just three rises in the end. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of what we've done as a team and how, how we showed ourselves and how strong we was in the race, really. Yeah, and and um, sort of the team support sounded like it was pretty good. Um, what has that changed from obviously last year at Wiggins to, to this year with Trinity? I mean, a lot of the stuff uh, are similar from Wiggins and Trinity, but the support that we had like couldn't be any better. Like massages every night, post race food, post race recovery, always there. Like everything's pretty much done for us except like the little things like taking washing down and but yeah I mean if we, if we need anything specific it, like Zenia and the Swannies will uh, be there like to do it for us straight away so 
like really couldn't have anything. Yeah. Well, nothing missing whatsoever, really. And how were like how were the hotels at the race? I mean, how many did you stay at in the end? Uh, must have been like four or five, I think. Oh right. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we, actually, we actually got some pretty good hotels, really. I'll tell you from. But yeah, questionable places, but yeah, we've had, uh, yeah, we've been uh, given some pretty nice hotels at this door. Yeah, it makes a difference, I guess. Gives you gives you something nice, to, somewhere nice to relax after the stage. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, my priority is the food that the the hotel gives. I think, but yeah, <laughs> food and a bed and yeah, all all that was good to. Yeah, and so moving moving on from the baby Giro, what 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 do you have planned for the rest of the season? We will be going to run the Lizard uh, in a, like a week or so, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, the goal set for that. And then, obviously, Worlds is now under 23, but might be, might be a bit cheeky and uh, try and get a ride to the Elite. <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. But yeah, no. nothing wrong with asking, is there? Exactly. Yeah, you got to knock on doors and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. well. Hopefully, I'll be at Izzard with you. As long as um, I think, I think one of the main things will be just if the if the Tour de France Corona testing goes well, and then like if as long as those don't go crazy, then then I reckon it should be okay. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, be good to get another another stage race in for you and my, for me, my first under twenty three race. So, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. The, the legs will be good after this year, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, now I'll be I'll be trying to help you out there. I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks a lot for, for chatting over these last, like this last week. Well, it's good to give a bit of an insight. Yeah, cheers. Pidcock va a mettere allora anche il terzo successo di tappa oltre alla maglia rosa in questo suo stratosferico giro under 23 uno sovrano ha trovato l'edizione numero 43 della corsa rosa si chiama Tom Pidcock è inglese viene da Leeds ha dominato All right, so you've done it. GC at the Baby Giro, along with three stage wins. After, I mean, the craziness of this year, that must feel like a, a massive box ticked. Yeah, one of, one of the very few boxes to tick, yeah. It, uh, it, yeah, it, it, was, it was a really nice experience. And I get shame of the team uh, not to go home. They got ill, but I think... Well, firstly, it's actually amazing that anyone gets ill in this time this day and age. And hell, so, uh, yeah, it was just mega riding with Ben and Thomas, you know, they were, they were super, uh, super strong and, like, Thomas, his first road race is under 23, and he, he gets four from one stage, seven from another, and, like, all wow. Um, yeah, all wow. For me, and, yeah, the amount he learned from the first, from the first, well, first time I met him, from that moment until the end of the race, he, like, became a different person. He was quite impressive, actually. And obviously, Ben, and uh, Ben, Ben could already, so he was uh, still, still good, even though he was injured for a while. Yeah. A month ago. Were there, um, were there any points in the race where you doubted your ability to take the win, or was it, were you pretty confident throughout? Yeah, that was that was a, a hard, hard day actually. 
And, and now, now that you've got the win in the bag, do you have anything lined up to celebrate, or is it straight straight back to work? Oh, I'm driving all the way back to Pandora, so uh, <laughs> another, what's that? Another four and a half hours to go. So yeah, back there, I get a few days easy. I'm going to go down Ellings next on Tuesday. So nice. I'm gonna enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, what do you have left for the rest of the season? And then, and then straight into straight into the cross season, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not going straight into it. Yeah. Uh, the earliest I start would be the first of November, but even that, I don't think uh, I don't think I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, um, yeah, congratulations on your win. I mean, that, that's that's huge for both the team and obviously for you personally. So yeah, well done. Thank you very much. So that's that, Trinity at the Giro wrapped up. The team's goal was to win the race, and that's what they did. So um, now all eyes are on Ronda de Lizard, um, where hopefully I'll be starting and hopefully the race will be going ahead. Um, so yeah, all, all, uh, all focus is on that. And um, I'm looking forward to getting my first on the 23 race in and getting some of that experience that those guys have been having in the last week for myself (laughs) thanks again for listening Um, if you're new to the podcast then go have a look at some of the other episodes that I recorded with other under 23 riders um, like Fred Wright Jacob Vaughan Cameron Mason and Quinn Simmons and of course if you enjoyed this then uh, share it around I appreciate any support and yeah see you in the next one cheers guys you know I missed my flight this morning you missed your flight well, I not missed it. There was like they, they booked the flight, yeah, and then I turn up, but I couldn't check in online until I was a big red flag, and then I turn up by a chicken desk, and like they got there's a glitch. It doesn't get, and doesn't have me on the on the thing. Ah, uh, so, so so you're still in Italy. Yeah.